recording. Hello, hello, hello. Am I on speaker? Yeah. Here we go. We're recording. Death is everything. Woo! My corona. (laughs) (laughs) Should I pause recording and listen to it? Yeah, go ahead and stop. Hello, and welcome to Death is Everything with Heather and Marianne. I'm Heather. And I am Marianne. Hi, <laughs> Marianne. Hi. So, we already recorded this episode. Sometimes it takes two. <laughs> yeah, and our recording was bad. We sounded robotic, and, and but that's how I always. Um... Heather is actually a robot. I don't know if any of you watch Westworld. I Do don't. You watch? How dare you? I fell asleep to it. Oh. And then I just never gave it another chance. Oh. Well, it's okay. Why? Is there robots? Did the, you just ruin it for me? It's... Thanks a lot, Marianne. <laughs> I'm never watching that show. It's about robots and robot things and things robots do. And Sounds like you're saying rabbits. That's are, a... they, are they computerized rabbits? They're robots? Co- there are robot rabbits. In, robots. In the show. Rap. Robots. Oh yeah, <laughs> there, there are rabbit robots. There are horse robots. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I have just told you the entire show and story. Thanks so, so much. So enjoy. Um, you don't even have to watch it now. No, I mean, actually, I guess we can talk a little bit about current events because we're all stuck at home with uh, the coronavirus madness of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I need something to watch, I can put on Westworld. Although I'll need your HBO account because oh. I don't have HBO. Don't sue me, HBO. Yeah, we could talk about that. I'm <laughs> well, <laughs> well, give it to I'm me on gonna, air. Yeah. Give me your name and your password. <laughs> I'm going to share it with everyone. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, coronavirus has people freaked out and hoarding toilet paper, which is Buy it the day. You know, yeah. Like I did. I, that is my suggestion. Uh, if you're listening, if you're one of the 25 <laughs> listeners, uh, uh, get a bidet. Maybe by the time this episode airs, though, all the bidets will be sold out. Oh, fuck. There will be no more bidets in the world. There will be a horde of people, like... <laughs> they have, like, 10 bidets in their shopping cart. <laughs> At Home Depot. I don't even know if they have them there. Yeah, they do. Amazon sells them relatively cheap. Uh, The point is, your butthole's going to be fine. It's your lungs that might be a problem. So try not to die. And try not to buy all the toilet paper and all the meat. Yeah, you assholes. Share it with the elderly and the people who are, like, just doing their regular grocery shopping. Their regular runs, like... A week ago, I needed toilet paper. Like, we were run- we we're actually running out, and I just needed one roll. I'm not yeah. trying to buy 10, 15, 20 giant Costco packs. Yeah. I just need one fucking pack of toilet paper. And I went to Target, yeah. and this, like, old lady's, like, trying to push me out of the way because a guy what? came out with a pallet of toilet paper because the aisle was all out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was trying to push me out of the way. And I'm like, not today, Granny. You're like, hey. I get one, at least one pack. I just need one. So I got my pack. And actually, I saw like a little bargain store that nobody shops at. It's like one of those like 99 cent plus stores. Oh, yeah. Um, 
where they sell things higher than 99 cents, but that's where they get you. Um, <laughs> but they were stocking up yesterday with toilet paper. So I was like, oh, maybe it's a good idea to try like the smaller stores yeah. that are just like privately owned. Yeah. But yeah. let this be a lesson to us all to learn to wipe our asses with a little less toilet paper than and we usually do. And be grateful for things that you have in your household every day because there might come a day where you can't buy toilet paper. Yeah, so you're going to have to rinse your butthole in the shower or something. Or buy a bidet. Or buy a fucking bidet. Or use a toothbrush. Bidet it up, people. It's a new bidet. <laughs> you had to, didn't I, you? I'm, yeah. Have you been holding on to that, like, the whole day? No, it just came to okay, me. Okay, I'm proud of you. That's a new, that's like a totally fresh I'm new gonna thought. I'm going to go home and tell Kevin it's that. A fresh, it's a fresh thought. No, that's like clever. Like a freshly washed butthole. Or if you get the <laughs> dual feature with the feminine wash, oh, then I, freshly washed butthole slash feminine parts. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> Maybe I'll get you one for Christmas <gasps> if you still oh, have one. It's so far away. <laughs> I would say your birthday, but it's like the That's same also, time of year. It's like a few days. Yeah. Well, damn. So our previous recording about necromancy was fucked um so we're re-recording we're gonna speak to you today about necromancy um and we don't have our notes so we're just going off memory (laughs) yeah we we, have some of them we're like tragically unprepared or just semi-prepared when our previous recording was well prepared so get ready for some exciting guesses yeah some exciting guesses about what necromancy (laughs) is about wonderful guesses Last time we recorded, we had our uh, definitions. It was definition palooza over here. So we're just going to give you what we have um, as we loudly shuffle papers. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle in. Oh, you know what? Um, so the other thing we can talk about is um, not too long before our previous recording, my car uh, lost its car life (laughs) oh it died yeah in a in a um, in a murderous event in a tragic accident which i will not discuss in detail but um fortunately it wasn't my fault and i had cameras on the front and rear of my great idea car you go girl yeah also while you're buying that bidet on amazon today people go and buy cameras for your car and this is not an ad for amazon but if they want to throw us some money we will take it. Um, they have plenty to go around. Hey, hey, Bezos, send and us also, a check. You know what else is probably selling like crazy on Amazon is desks. Me and Kevin had to just buy one because everybody has to work from home now. Oh. So people are bringing home their computers and oh yeah, working from home. This is the future where we all live in bubbles. And Well, I had Googled something can't remember what I googled exactly, but it was something about coronavirus, obviously. And uh, every article came up. It was like, how isolation is going to affect people's self-esteem. How isolation is going to tear people apart. How isolation is going to create social isolation. How it's going to cause depression. I was like, oh my God. Come on. I mean, people are already glued to their screens. We're already all anxious and depressed all over the place. If anything, it might be a breath of fresh air for people to just get away from people, especially in Los Angeles. Yeah. The traffic right now, can I just say, coronavirus sucks. Yes. Be prepared, not scared. Yeah. However, the upside of this is I can drive to work in 
35 minutes. Holy moly. And usually it takes me an hour and a half to two hours. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, coronavirus, for clearing up the roads in L.A. And that's about it. <laughs> Maybe also, we should stop be- killing old Italians. <laughs> I love the old Italians and their. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Clicked. 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 Yeah. yeah. Bad things over there in Italy. Um. Anyway, so back to my automobile story. Yeah. I was driving along and I was telling Heather the funny thing is, you know, I I was all excited about the podcast. Things were, you know, going really well. I was driving to get my nails done when the thing happened and I was singing a song. What song? I didn't even have my radio on or my, uh, you know, whatever Amazon music playing. I was just driving and singing this is the pod that never ends. Yes, death is everything, my friends. Some people started listening because they're morbid just like us. And they'll continue listening forever just because this is the pod that never ends. And I was just going through, <laughs> yeah, like making up verses. It was it was getting very ridiculous. And then, you know kablamo my my joyful singing was <laughs> was dashed by some person who i won't talk about that i'm you know i'm mad let's just say you're in pain and that sucks yeah and i'm sorry to hear yeah. that however a great song came out of it see i'm a bright look on the bright side kind of person look no traffic great song yeah yeah and hopefully a large settlement oh well, <laughs> we shall see we shall see. So, um, on to the necromancy portion of on the... On we go! Yeah, onward and... Why don't we talk about something that we're here to talk about? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. What is necromancy? Depends who you ask. That is for that for sure. <laughs> there was about a trillion different definitions, but they're all pretty similar. Um, I'll just read one straight from my notes. So this is from Wikipedia. Necromancy is a practice of magic involving communication with the dead, either by summoning their spirits as apparitions or raising them bodily for the purpose of divination, imparting the means to foretell future events, discover hidden knowledge, to bring someone back from the dead, or to use the dead as a weapon, sometimes referred to as death magic. The term may also sometimes be used in a more general sense to refer to black magic or witchcraft. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. And all the other definitions may be slightly different, you know, summoning spirits, spiritual protection. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to throw at you the one I got from the Raven Report. Okay. Uh which is written by a wonderful author writer Jen Jeffers. And it's from her article How the History of Necromancy Revealed a Love of the Dead. So what she says about it is, it is the process of raising the dead, reanimating the putrid, to read the future, discover secrets, or just to exploit the wisdom of the grave. Necromancy eventually evolved into something more deliberate over the centuries, a summoning of the non-living into the mortal sphere, often against their will. I, th- I think of a lot of, uh, sorry, <laughs> am I distracting you? I'm like, what are you doing with your glasses there? It's black magic. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what 
what's your take now on necromancy? Um, <laughs> necromancy is contacting either spirits or literally raising the dead like zombies. Contacting the spirits to ask a question to gain some information. Ideally, it would be like they wanted to find out information about a murder or death. Like, how did you die? How were you killed? Either to question the dead about something or to raise the dead and control them for your evil um, agenda, whatever that may be. Revenge or ruling the land or... I've obviously watched way too many movies, but but that's the point. Okay, and why do you think people are drawn to it? Well, for one thing, I think people wonder what is beyond, what is going on in the afterlife. Is there really an afterlife? The dead are the only people who know truly what that looks like. Um, so I think the purpose in my mind is to seek answers I see that, like, maybe if you were someone who wanted power, you would be like, I'm going to raise the dead and use the army for mm-hmm. for things. I also have a, another quote from this wonderful article. This exact willingness to defy religion and decency in the pursuit of forbidden knowledge has appeared again and again in history as kings and emperors sought to establish their place in the order of things on their own terms. Okay, so I think... People are drawn to it for three reasons. Um, Curiosity, power, and healing. So I think the curiosity, again, what you said is of the unknown, seeking answers that they cannot find on their own. Power, again, same thing. Mm -hmm. But I think also healing because a lot of the new age necromancy has to do with seance, talking to people who they miss or love. Yeah, And I think that has more to do with trying to cope with their death. Um, yeah, I agree. So I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it. I mean, it's the mystery of it all, I think. But. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe it's possible? Do you believe it's real? Uh, I believe. Well, I believe anything is possible. I'd be interested to see it. Yeah, I guess I do believe it's possible. I, I'm always on the fence about things where I'm like, I'd like to see it. See it to believe it? I have like a healthy level of skepticism where I'm like, I don't know. You know, I think it really depends. Maybe it depends on the intention of the person who's doing it or the skill level mm-hmm. of the of the wizard or, you, you know, no, that or makes whoever. Sense. That yeah. makes sense. You want to make sure they know what they're doing so they don't open some crazy doors that you can't shut. Yeah. And then someone's following you like a ghost all the time. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think ghosts really make that sound. Like, oh, I wonder where that stems from. Uh, Who started the boo thing? Oh, my God. We're going to research that. Okay. Episode 45 will be about ghost boos. I'm writing that down. Your ghost boo. Write it down. 45. Take a note. Ghost boos. You're Tell my our- ghost boo. <laughs> oh, Ghost boo, loving you from the beyond. (laughs) Would you participate in any activities related to black magic? Oh, um, probably not black magic. I would be... White magic. White magic, sure. What the hell? (laughs) Um, As far as like a seance goes, Mm -hmm. 
I would be wary of participating until I have an idea of what exactly the process is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for someone as as into the odd as I am, I haven't been involved in a seance. Um, have you ever used a Ouija board? No, actually, I'm. That's one of the things I'm pretty wary of. I feel like my mom told me not to mess with Ouija boards as a kid, and and Sicilians are are fairly superstitious. So, um, not that I am particularly superstitious, but uh, yeah, I don't want to open Pandora's box. Oh, like in Hellraiser? Yeah, exactly. Like in Hellraiser. How about you, Heather? Would you participate in a in necromancy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be involved in some way. Maybe I'll be the sacrifice. Oh, but shit. <laughs> I'm going to write that. <laughs> as far as participating in something that I don't know about, that truly scares me. I mean, if there's someone who's really knowledgeable who can reassure me that nothing bad will come of it, mm-hmm. I might participate but I'm I'm with you. Like I feel like it's possible that it, that necromancy is real, and I'm open to anything being true in my reality yeah. because that's how I like to live my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think I would like to think that I would participate. I don't know. <laughs> like if the time came, I don't know if I could go through with it. Only because I. I'm very anxious. Mm. However, I am someone who likes to challenge my anxiety. So I go really back and forth on this. If someone approaches me and says, hey, we're doing this tonight, want to be a part of it. Yeah, I might be in the room. I want to be a part of it. Oh, and the reason why I believe anything is possible, um, me and Marianne had talked about, like, there's things that I've experienced in my life where... Maybe it's like a dream that feels like a premonition or energies coming from objects or people that have turned out that whatever I was feeling towards that item or the dream that I had, it actually became true. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. for example, um, my mom was driving one day and I was in the car. My two little brothers in the back seat were driving down a street. There's no traffic. And I just get this sudden surge of, like, negative energy. And I feel like, oh, my God, we're going to crash. And there's oh. nobody on the road. And I, like, grab the shit bar. And I'm asking my mom, like, please slow down. Please slow down. And then a car just makes a left right in front of her. She smashes into it. The people in the other car died. Whoa. And, yeah, it was pretty intense. So... Things like that in my life have made me feel like this reality is fickle and, you know, there's so many things that we don't know Yeah. beyond what we just perceive with our eyes Yeah. that we feel, you know, so. Agreed. Yeah. There is so much. There's so much beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And so I'm open to everything, baby. Yeah. Honestly, after the whole 1942 thing. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, do we, you know, it's so unexplainable. Nothing's real. You're yeah. not real. I mean, who's to say? Am I in your world? Or are you in should, mine? Should we ask the dead? 
Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, what do they know that we don't know? I don't know, but I don't think we should like DIY a seance. No, I think we're just going to leave it to the experts on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you find as the purpose of necromancy? Um, okay, so, well, we, we've kind of talked about the purpose. Essentially, it's it's finding information or using the dead for a purpose, which could be taking over the world or... Um, Damn. Jen Jeffers also says, Romans and Greeks believed those in the underworld only understood certain things. Other cultures considered the knowledge of the dead to be unlimited. Just as Ovid wrote in The Metamorphosis, many felt the dead converged in a marketplace beneath the earth with the intention of exchanging news and gossip. So maybe, you know, maybe they have some information about the current world. Maybe they only know about the underworld. What do we really know? Every time you say Metamorphosis, it makes me think of Kafka. Kafka? Have you read that? No. Oh, well, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but oh, it's really good. Read it, it. Oh, really? Okay. It's a short story. All right. <laughs> Since I'm trapped in my home, yeah. I'll do nothing but read and watch TV. Well, what I have is three main purposes. Okay. There's, first off, there's manipulation. It affects the mind and will of another person, animal, or spirit. Demons are summoned to cause various afflictions on others, to drive them mad, to inflame them to love or hate, to uh, gain their favor, or to constrain them to do or not to do some deed. So that's that's interesting. Uh, sorry to cut you no, off. No, it's okay. It almost implies that the dead, or the spirits of the dead, I should say, mm-hmm. would have some power over the living. Right. And be able to control. Well, like, wouldn't you think that they would? I don't know. I don't know either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Who knows? Right? But yeah, that seems to be the idea that the dead can have a more powerful effect than the living. Yeah. Because they're beyond the physical form. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Is it true? Who really knows? You said it wasn't real. (laughs) You said this isn't real. This is just my life and you're just living it. (laughs) Okay. The second thing is illusions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to create illusions. Right. Illusions involve reanimation of the dead or conjuring food, entertainment, or a mode of transportation. So Food, huh? I mean, people are suckers for food. I'm all about, I'm like, conjure me some food. I wish my food was illusions so I wouldn't gain any any weight from it. Just be like, yeah, I'm going to summon up like... I'm going to use the dead to give me illusions of food oh, to bread. feed myself. <laughs> yeah, bread, just pasta, cake, sugar. It's like, how do you survive on the keto diet? Oh, I just summon spirits <laughs> to bring me bread and cake it's from the afterlife. It's not a big deal. It's, it's super chill, super easy. It's the secret to my keto <laughs> slash paleo success. I never feel like I'm not satisfied with my diet, so it's more like a lifestyle. I'm eating ghost cake. <laughs> Oh my god, I love ghost cake. <laughs> okay, lastly. Oh wait, ghost Twinkies. If because like I can't eat Twinkies. Ghost Twinkies. I, yeah, Twinkies are this weird food where you like love to hate them. I, it's like I want to eat it, but also I feel like dread. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's you know probably pre diabetes, but. <laughs> 
but it probably. feels like dread. Yeah. And if only I could eat a ghost Twinkie. Mm. Since we're on the topic of, like, hostess snacks. <laughs> okay. There's cupcakes. Ding-dongs. Oh, yeah. First of all, I don't know why it's called a ding-dong. Because you're stupid if you eat it. Because you're going to get diabetes. <laughs> but they're so good. I, like, I wish I would have never said ding-dong because now I want one. I bet there's a way to make it keto. Pinterest, yeah. Consult Pinterest. The all-knowing <laughs> Pinterest. I have chocolate mousse in my fridge, so oh, okay. fuck, that sounds great. It's really good. I put some peanut butter in there Ooh. and chocolate chips. Oh, fuck. It's like yum, 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 mm. yum. Tastes like Reese's. Mmm. Lastly, <laughs> knowledge is allegedly discovered when demons provide information about various things. This might involve identifying criminals, finding items, or v- revealing future events. I like that. Now, this Wikipedia article keeps saying demons, but other articles I read didn't say demons. Just want to throw that out there. Hmm, it, I guess it would probably depend on where they get their history from. Because yeah. some cultures probably would have called them demons, or right. some would just say spirits. Yeah. Well, I like spirits. Uh, yeah. Who are you to judge? Uh, right. Like, they're don't dead. Know. Don't judge them. You don't know their life. Just because they're rising from the dead means they're demons. They you might don't... be good spirits. <laughs> yeah. You don't know their life. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad we had to do this a second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit about how it's done. Oh, okay. How is it done, Marianne? Well... Uh, rituals could be both mundane and grotesque, depending on the purpose of the divination, but were almost always elaborately executed, often involving talismans, incantations, magic circles, candles, symbols, and wands. The necromancer might wear the clothes of the deceased, sit for days without moving, or even mutilate and eat corpses as a way to call out to the other side. They would choose melancholy locations that were well-suited to their guidelines, like the home of the deceased subject, a church, or a dark graveyard. To raise a physical body from the other side, the process had to occur within one year of the death. Otherwise, the necromancer would only be able to evoke the ghost, not the real person. So, essentially, there's some kind of a ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, I must say, from what you just read... Uh-huh. The elaborate nature of this whole thing seems to be, like, part of the fun. Yeah. Like, doesn't that sound fun? Like, putting on... I mean, maybe not dead people's... I don't know. I wore your mom's sweater, so oh, it yeah. doesn't really freak me out. But, like, <laughs> putting on dead people's clothes and, like, having this, like, whole ambiance of, like, dark room, lit candles. You got tea yeah. lights over there. Yeah. And <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Now and Then? No. Oh, they do like a little bit of a seance in mm-hmm. there. I think it's supposed to be like in the 60s and these girls go to the graveyard and they're like, we're going to It gonna sounds talk so to- romantic. Yeah. Like this, this grand romantic idea of connecting to something much deeper. Yeah. As a group. Yeah. It seems like a very intimate gathering. Yeah. And I think that's part of the appeal of it. Right. It, I don't know. Like that that all... part of it kind of sounds fun to me. It almost reminds me of like LARP. 
You know what LARPing is? No. Live action role playing. Oh, yes. It kind of reminds me of that, but in like a deeper sense, because what you're doing, not saying whether it's believable or not believable, everybody has their own opinions, but if you believe in it and you all believe in it, I feel like it probably creates this energy where whether something happens or not in that moment, the energy itself is probably pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, like the the belief and the energy you share with the people who are mm-hmm. all focused on the singular goal. Right. That alone is powerful. Right. With or without the spirits contacting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. How yeah. will that happen during social distancing? <laughs> everyone, everyone. How are we going to have our seances <laughs> and our, and our necromancy <laughs> gatherings? Right? They're like, we've made a giant circle out of salt. <laughs> Everyone stands six feet apart. Do not touch each other. (laughs) And we're going to summon the dead to tell us what's going on. And they're like, duh, it's another fucking plague. Fuck you guys. (laughs) You're all going to be with us soon. Well, sometimes you got to wipe out some people. That being said. Yeah. I'm just kidding, everybody. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about your grandmas and grandpas. Trip out on us on (laughs) Instagram. Um. You know, like, well, I was saying it seems like fun, but however, the eating people, I don't know if I'd want to eat dead bodies. Oh, like, right. Can you get salmonella from that? Uh, oh, there's funny story uh, that I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I think a friend of my dad's uh, did a study somewhere um, with a tribe that was eating the dead and they were getting some kind of sickness where they would shake. Like um, Parkinson's? Did you ever read The Road? or I don't know. In all these post-apocalyptic movies, I guess it's like if you eat human because we're human, you get diseases or you get you get something from it. There's There are issues with eating people. It, it, it's bad. Just just don't do it. You hear that? So you get the shakes if you eat people? I don't, I don't remember all the details. Maybe you have to cook it first. <laughs> I would assume that's a good idea. <laughs> Instead of eating right? it all. Like, I was eating this guy's arm and I totally got sick from it. Hashtag cannibalism. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a millennial. <laughs> oh, gross. I'm, a zen- <laughs> I'm not a millennial. I'm a zenial. We're like that little tiny... It's like 79 to 85 or 83 or something. That's not fair because I'm a millennial. Yeah. You're, Technically. You're all. But I'm more like baby boomer. What? Like in my head. In your head, you're <laughs> over 60. <Yeah. laughs> okay. I can, I can accept that about you. Well, let's, let's just say like music wise. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think you're like a Gen Xer. Okay, I'll accept you're, that. Yeah, but I like saying baby boomer. It's fun. I mean, do you listen to like Motown doo wop? Or I do actually. Oh fuck. Well, all right. You're just a boomer. But I guess I. But see, then I do listen to '80s music. So yeah, you got a lot of that hairband stuff. <sighs> you know, since we had to kibosh the last episode, the. The, this episode that we already recorded. I didn't get to mention how Heather was singing Sticks before we were. Not only was I singing it, but I was like preparing us for the podcast with Mr. Right. Roboto and uh, I've got too much 
Time on my hands. Yeah. It's taken away. Time on my <laughs> Damn, now that's going to be stuck in my so head. We're getting so sidetracked today. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Um, okay. Is that all you have for how it's done? That's all I got. Okay. Well, let me tell you about how it's done. I had I had more, truthfully, but my... Your notes are gone. We're like They've all... They've disappeared. It's... it's Yeah. You know what are you going to do? You have notes, then you record, you throw them away. All I have left is a third of an IPA. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what I'm drinking, because if I told my past self what I was drinking, I'd slap myself. I won't rat you out on the podcast. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm drinking Oublon Schuf. It's got is, a gnome on it. Yeah, that's, I mean, truthfully, that's why I bought this beer. Well, we're gnomies, so. This very expensive IPA. It's like a nine, oh wait, 9% alcohol by volume. I'm not a big drinker, but one of these and I'm just like, woo! <laughs> yeah, I, and it'll make you full as fuck. The joys of drinking a single tiny bottle of IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Dutch? I don't even know. No. No, he's just no. Oh, it is imported. Devel. It is brewed in Belgium. Nice. Yay. They have great chocolate. I know. Please, Belgium, send us more beer. <laughs> so I can drink it one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it would take you so long to go through a case. Well, like, I've had... Like, I when have... we record, you have one beer. <laughs> well, I bought a six-pack in, like, January... And, not, like, this is the fifth one. <laughs> you know what, though? Good for you. Good for you. Because I'm a heavier drinker. Oh. And, uh, I mean, it makes you feel like shit the next day, so. Oh, I- I'm not a big fan of that shit feeling. Yeah. I've been good lately. I but there yeah. was a time in my life pretty recently where I was drinking close to every day off. Yeah. Actually, uh, I- I'll share this again maybe in the grief grief episode but after my mom passed away you know we were drinking my dad and I were drinking wine a fair amount for a few weeks and um then like weeks ago Jerry and I went out with a bunch of his friends for someone's birthday and I drank I drank a ton of soju and I like woke up in the middle of the night in pain I told you about it yeah I felt horrible I had a hangover it was awful I was like I'm never drinking again (laughs) but yeah I I just really don't like to feel hangovers I'm like I'm not a fan I'll I'll just have a few but his friends are so much fun (laughs) that I just that's it's hard when you're in a social situation that's when I lose control because I'm like oh no they're pouring me another shot but I'm okay everything's gonna be fine that's in your head and then on the outside you're like fuck yeah more (laughs) shots yeah as I see them pouring the shot into my cup I'm like this is not a good idea and I'm like outwardly like this is a great idea idea was this let's drink more you know you're the one saying you're the one pouring shots for everyone like this is a bad idea this is a bad idea well we're very similar in that way because i you saw me on my birthday so good times yeah very good times sneaking back into the bar anyways you you did good (laughs) how it's done how is from my notes (laughs) heather yes how do you do necromancy? <laughs> oh, well, according to Wikipedia, circles were usually traced on the outside of the ground. Or not on the outside of the ground, but on the ground. <laughs> right. You get me. Yeah. 
Um, Make a circle. (laughs) Various objects, shapes, symbols, and letters may be drawn or placed within that represent a mixture of Christian and occult ideas. Hmm. Uh, Circles were believed to empower and protect what was contained within, including protecting the necromancer from the conjured demons. So you could draw a Mm. circle around the people who are having... Who are attempting necromancy. Who are attempting to to have... Yeah, attempting to cast spells, raise the dead, whatever. Yeah. Um, They would draw a circle around themselves and it would protect them. Apparently... Salt's really powerful. Oh, right. The Great Purifier. Seen that in movies. Salt's a Great Purifier and also Godzilla. No, no, I'm just kidding. You, you can't sprinkle a circle of Godzilla. Forget it. Forget okay, us. okay. <laughs> I hear it kills fleas, too. Salt? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. It, like, dehydrates them. Oh... Okay. I don't know if that's true. It's just something hmm. I heard. Interesting. Conjuration is the method of communicating with the demons to have them enter the physical world. It usually employs the power of special words and stances to call out the demons and often incorporated the use of Christian prayers or biblical verses. These conjurations may be repeated in succession or repeated to different directions until the summoning is complete. Okay. Which, something that's different, but it reminded me of was an exorcist mm-hmm. an exorcist an exorcism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like the power of christ compels you <laughs> the power of christ compels you <laughs> it's like just chanting the same shit over and over until it comes true yeah huh. and then it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and then you barf up a bunch of pea soup <laughs> that movie's so fun i <laughs> Yeah. I remember, though, I watched it when I was, like, 12 or 13, and my dad was like, this movie's fucking scary. Are you sure you can handle it? Are you ready for this <laughs> adventure? Already, wait, 13, he had already shown you... Faces of Death. Faces. I know. He's ridiculous. But he was like, this was the scariest movie of all time. Right? And you're, like, gonna thinking you you're going to watch people literally yeah. die. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm ready for it, Dad. I'm yeah. ready for it. Yeah. Man, I look up to you. Show me this crazy, scary, right. terrifying movie. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was laughing. You know, it's it's a movie you, you love because it's. I mean, it's a great movie. It's when a great I, movie, but it's it's got that silly kind of um, effects. Yeah, and it it really makes it a little bit fun to watch. I watched it. I was having a slumber party over here, and I wasn't invited. Maybe, well, I mean, I was thirteen, so you were three. <laughs> Wait, no. You were... How old are you? 37. <laughs> and I'm 30. Oh, so you were younger than me at that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was. You were, you were I guess very young. It would have been a little weird to have like a random like what, four-year-old at my 13-year-old's <laughs> older. Watching The Exorcist. Well, I remember watching it and not a lot of the girls were scared. And, and as soon as she her head started spinning, I just like... <laughs> Cracking up. That's how like, I knew. We're never coming to your slumber parties again. Right. Yeah. Everyone was like, Marianne's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and um, also, I that was like, you know, it's like, oh, your future is in special effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And now my past is in special effects. I want to be in special effects. Good times. Oh, we're going to do makeup next week. So. Oh, next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll film it if, if the people are lucky. <laughs> 
lastly, okay. what I have okay. is sacrifice, which is the oh. payment. It's the payment for summoning. Hmm. It may be uh, involving flesh of a human, being an animal. It could sometimes be as simple as offering a certain object. Instructions for obtaining these items were usually specific. The time, location, method of gathering items for sacrifice could also play an important part of the ritual. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that funny? What if what if the necromancers are sacrificing, you know, humans or goats or whatever, and the people in the afterlife are like, damn it, why couldn't they bring me whiskey? All I wanted was a shot. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Or, Just one Pepsi. And uh, they wouldn't give it to me. Uh, Just one Pepsi. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> what if all they wanted was a Pepsi? <laughs> And, like, they're just stuck with a corpse. They're like, damn it, I didn't want your cousin. (laughs) Damn, they sacrificed another cat? I know. Another black cat? Now there's more people in the afterlife. We're overcrowded. We're trying to social distance over (laughs) here in the afterlife, and you're just sending me more fucking people. Yeah. That's all All I have for how it's done. So that's the how. Uh, (laughs) So let's talk about pop culture. Okay. Where is it? Everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, you guys. Necromancy is fucking everywhere. As I mentioned the movie Now and Then earlier, my personal favorite film involving necromancy is Beetlejuice. I love it. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, Frankenstein is necromancy all this walking dead is essentially oh maybe it's not necromancy because they weren't summoned but anyway um there's all kinds of video games um, diablo skyrim yep mortal kombat mortal did you ever play it yes i played i played a lot of moral mortal kombat moral i said moral kombat that sounds deep we're going to start a game show called Moral Combat, and it'll be like, you did this, asshole. Thing. No, forget it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Dungeons, so you played? Uh, I did play Mortal Combat. yes. Did you watch the movies? Of course. Uh, just the one in the 90s. I didn't watch any others. There's I only think one. that's the only one, yeah. Oh, okay. But well, yes, I saw that. I one. had a crush on the king. <laughs> So I'm going to tell a story. Oh, do it. Just in case he ever listens to this podcast. Please. The actor who plays Luke King was at my local Walmart signing autographs when I was about, I don't know, third grade, fourth grade. Uh Uh-huh. I'm listening. I'm looking at It was the highlight of my life. (laughs) I don't know what happened to that beautiful face shot I had of him, that headshot. But if you're listening, Luke King... I have a special place in my heart for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> you have competition. Are you looking him up? I am trying. Is he the one that was in Beverly Hills Ninja? The brother. I don't. We're talking about. Oh, there there are two Mortal Kombat movies <gasps> from the 90s. 95 and 97. Robin Shaw. Yeah. He's 59. Uh, he's married, so. So good on you, Kevin. You got to keep your wife today. Oh, so, I wasn't going to marry him. She's like, I didn't want to like I, I wasn't like serious. Him. No, I just had, you know, I like Asian guys. Necromancy pops up a lot in culture. The movies we mentioned, yeah. video games, 
card games like Dungeons and Dragons mm. and Magic the Gathering. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Shout outs. Shout out to Austin. Oh, Austin, my friend Brandon. They play Magic the Gathering. Hey, maybe Austin and Brandon should get together and play Magic. They should. They're a distance apart. And at this point, maybe they can do like Skype, <laughs> Skype Magic the Gathering. I don't even know. There's so many other references that I don't have in front of me. Fucking Frankenstein, Practical Magic, The Mummy, all kinds of zombie things, um, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. You can find it all over the place. Yeah, it's really surprising, actually, how much it is ingrained Mm -hmm. into our culture. Yeah. There's a lot of it, and it's been that way since the beginning of time. Yeah. And people don't even realize some of them are really popular. Like Game of Thrones, the Night King essentially right. is a necromancer. In Harry Potter, Voldemort is a necromancer. Um, I don't want to spoil stories for people who haven't watched it, but fucking watch it, man. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place. So it's something that when we first started researching this <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, there's, you know, it's kind of a narrow subject. It's absolutely not. It is everywhere. It's everywhere. And also, it's something that a lot of people teach um, by apprenticing. Ah. So there's not a ton of written word on it. Yeah. Because I was trying to find that. And it's difficult because you have to know someone or know someone who knows someone. Who does. Who does it in order to practice it and learn you know, the, the culture and the, and how you do it. Um, in my research, I did come across, there's a, an event happening in New Orleans or was supposed to be happening. I don't know if they're still on. It's like a, a necromancer convention supposed to happen at the end of March. You guys can look it up for yourselves. I'm not going to share their info in case they want privacy. I'm pretty sure. But it was really interesting, and I was like, oh, we should attend something like that in the future. And, and I would be totally down. I would love to learn about it. Me too. And if anybody has information about necromancy or necromancers in general, you know, yeah, I'd if love to hear about it. Yeah, if we've shared any incorrect information, feel free to send us a message and let us know what you know. Yeah. Because um, we're going based off of whatever we can find, which is not a ton of information. The pop culture references, I found a lot of. Also, you forgot to mention what you found. Bowser. Bowser of um, Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. He's a necromancer. Bowser is a necromancer. Yeah. We're... Yeah. That was my favorite one that you said. That's why I remember there it. There are so many good ones. Huh, that's fine. I mean, we can the always... The woes of recording and re-recording. <laughs> but, you know, it happens. Shit yeah. happens. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for listening. We are really having a good time with this podcast. We're going to continue as long as we're not separated from each other by... I'll Skype you. Yeah, we'll figure Girl, it out. Girl, don't play. I'll Skype it's you. It's cool. Yeah. We'll just put a, a plastic sheet in between the room and I'll be like, Heather, come in in your hazmat. Whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, the point is, thank you. Thank you if you're listening. Um, please do us a little favor. Like, rate, review, subscribe to our wonderful podcast. We 
RA zero budget podcast. Um, we're trying to figure out how to make money, but at this point, we're not really sure what it's the world is. It's just a creative coming. project. Yeah. I, I think I'm happy just talking about this information. It's definitely been therapeutic for me. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah. I just want people to be involved with that or tell me their story. I want to hear other yeah. people's stories from what we've shared. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're enjoying it, then that's success for us. So, mm-hmm. so uh, go check us out on Instagram at d period i period e period underscore cast. Send us a message if you just want to say hi. Send us information. Ask us questions about things you're interested in. Or tell us your story. Yeah. Um, in the future, we'll be doing some interviews with people to talk about their experiences with and around death. Thank you guys so much. We're here for a good time. Not for a long time. Bye. Ah. Ooh. Ooh.